Load up way for our bats. This guy's going. Letting the ball get away. McCoy. Hello and welcome to This Is Ibrox, the Old Firm Preview. I'm Martin Douglas and joining me tonight we have podcast regulars William Irwin and Thomas McIntyre. Gentlemen, good evening. 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 And I'm delighted to say we're joined by two special guests. The first man played 65 times for Rangers, scoring 33 goals and getting nine caps for Northern Ireland. Andy Little, Andy, how are you? That's a bad thing, going to crack you in your stats, so. Well, I must admit they were all Thomas. <laughs> that's twice you've tried to throw me under the bus here, Martin. That's, don't that's, trust, that's don't trust Wikipedia, that's what I say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, actually, Andy, I seen something on Wikipedia that said that you won the Ginger Cup or something like that. Uh, <laughs> Iron Brew, something, something, uh, player of the round, maybe. Is that what it is? Uh, something like that, but it was called the Ginger <laughs> Cup. But anyway, I think we'll swiftly move on from that. <laughs> Um, obviously, the second man joining us won six league titles with Rangers. He is the current manager of FC Kashmir, David Robertson. David, how are you? I'm very good. And I'll correct you as well. The name of the team is Real Kashmir. Real yeah. Kashmir. I'm having a stinker. <laughs> there you go. Just a quick point out to, to Andrew and David. This is what we need to put up with on a weekly basis. <laughs> this, this type of posting. So um, any complaints that you guys can put in during the podcast or after would be really appreciated by us guests. <laughs> All right, we've got some edit team. <laughs> but but listen, James, before we get stuck into the old forum game, I want to come to you very quickly on the international fixtures. And Davey, I'll come to you first. We've seen, obviously, a lot of the recent cases of players picking up COVID and stuff like that, and obviously Celtic have been uh, affected by it. Was there any need, do you think, to play these international fixtures right now during this current pandemic? Um, well, to be honest with you, I don't even understand all these European nations leagues and uh, like a lot of other people. So I think... You know, I think, I think the domestic stuff's the most important thing. I know they have to play these games, but I think it's always a risk when you're on planes and you're meeting other people. And um, it's bad enough trying to keep one team, like not a, a Scottish team, trying to keep them just safe themselves. So I think it's it's maybe needless. I think it's maybe needless, yeah. And Andy, we have to, obviously talking about international football, bring up your countryman Stephen Davis, who obviously surpassed Pat Jennings' record. And to be fair, towards the end of last season, a lot of people were writing Stephen Davis off and he's shown us a season with his performances and now he's caps total, just what a, a credit he is. Yeah, I think when he first um, came to the club on loan, he'd gone through probably the first time in his career where he hadn't been a regular fixture at Portsmouth. Um, and it just took him a little bit of time to to get back at it, I suppose. But I think, yeah, this season and, and last season as well, he's, he's shown everyone... Um, what he's capable of from, from a Northern Ireland point of view, he's a total hero in my eyes. He's up there with George Best in terms of, you know, how he should be lauded in, in the country. Like, and he just doesn't bring the same amount of uh, drama and headlines and stories that maybe George Best might have done. <laughs> but in terms of what he's done for the game and his caps and just like his, his um, 
dedication to the to the country to turn up for every single game, whether it's a friendly home away, uh, whatever. And yeah, he's he's the most humble, um, modest, you know, legend I've ever met. Absolutely, and David, you were saying this before we started that you've you've been back in Scotland for quite a while, so I would imagine you've maybe seen Rangers start to the season. What have you made to it? I think it's been good. I mean, I think there was, there was a wee blip. I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was a draw two weeks or something. Um, but I think the European stuff's been pretty special. Um, you know, I, I do think there's maybe a little bit of inconsistency, maybe, you know, playing against the so-called lower teams that, you know, Rangers should be beating every week. All the big games, they got up for it. There's no issue at all. Um, but, you know, I think the last one, Ross County, Motherwell, and that, they are beginning to try and, you know, get things back on track and be the Rangers team that, you know, basically have to win every single game. And um, I think Gerard's doing a fantastic job. Um, and I think it's really exciting that, you know, of the qualification in the European competition, um, it certainly just, you know, adds a little bit more to the season. Um, and I think, um, as I say, I, I think, you know, when you, you think where the club was uh, a few years ago, it's it's incredible that they're up there challenging and, you know, come the game that we'll talk about later on, um, you know, a result there, anything can happen in the league. Has anybody stood out for you, Andy, in the Rangers team? This season, um, Brian Kent, absolutely. He's the man that they've turned to every time they've needed that we break through. You know, the ability just to drive at people and be direct, commit defenders. Um, I think the two fullbacks obviously have been outstanding. Uh, the amount of assists and obviously more recently. Sorry, my dog is chewing a, a toy here <laughs> at my feet and he's been annoying me since we started. <laughs> um, Tavernier and Barisic for me have been, have been have been really, really consistently good. Um, Stephen Davis as well. Um, you could go through the whole team. You know, there's been lots of good performers and like Connor Golson at centre-half. A couple of shaky bits recently, but he's been an ever-present and yeah, the, the 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 teams look brilliant, really, from from the start of the season. Not just the season, but pre-season. You know, when you think about the the tournament in in France, um, and the clean sheet record was incredible. Yeah, beating Lyon isn't for everybody, is it? <laughs> um, right. So, <laughs> so David, onto the game then. How how different is this game going to be? Simply for the fact that there's no crowd. Well, that's a, a huge factor. It's. Um... You know, I think I don't even you can compare it. I remember we went to Parkhead once, and the uh, Rangers supporters weren't allowed in um, because Celtic supporters came to Ibrox and tore up some seats. So David Murray decided that, or sorry, Celtic decided that um, they weren't going to allow us in, and that was a weird feeling because we obviously, as we always did, then we all we won, and then um, it was almost like silence. Um, but I think it's going to be weird because normally it's the atmosphere that gets you up for a game. You know, the early part. Um, I don't know what the, the atmosphere is like these days, but when I played, probably for 90 minutes, you couldn't hear anybody. You couldn't hear a teammate. You couldn't, I couldn't hear a golfer or bomber shouting at me. Or, you know, you were on your own really for that 90 minutes. Um, and, and it's going to be completely different. Um, but, you know, they, they are, they're professional players and, and they're getting used to it now. I mean, they've played a number of games with no crowd, so um, they'll be used to it now. And, and as soon as you put that blue jersey on, and I think... You know, I think the way the, the players are now, they are actually playing for the jersey now and they, they, they know what it needs to play for a, a club like Rangers. And even though the supporters aren't there in presence, they'll be there. They know that they're watching. And, um, you know, I, I, think they'll, I think they'll be fine, but it'll be a weird, weird day uh, for most of them. 
Absolutely, and, and Andy, we can talk about how it's going to affect the players and stuff like that, but how is it maybe going to affect the refereeing performance? Because he's not going to have the crowd on him to give a yellow card every single decision. So, do you think make a bit of a difference to how the game's refereed as well? I, I, I agree with David. I think it'll be interesting to see what it's like. You know, we've never had this situation that I know of anyway before, and I think in some ways you might get more of a pure football match. You know, obviously the old firm is is what it is, but it's it's kind of it is what it is because of the crowd, mm-hmm. and it is what it is because of the fans as much as anything. They're they're the reason why the first five ten minutes of every old firm is just frantic. You know, people don't complete passes. There's tackles. There's 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 always drama in the first five or ten minutes, and I think it, I get the feeling like it might be a little bit different um, from a referee. Oh, no, Andy, Andy, sorry, just just on that. Then, do you think that there'll be uh, both of you, I suppose, are you expecting a drop in the intensity? Those five, ten minutes that you're mentioning there, I think it'll be a bit more of teams just feeling themselves out and getting used to that. You know, it's not a raucous occasion. A bit more of that pure footballing, just seeing what it's like feeling. Uh, maybe I mean, we don't know, but I think if it was to be, if it was the guess, I would. I, I think I think both teams will just settle a little bit quicker than normal. You know, you normally have five, ten minutes of madness, and it might just be a couple of minutes, and then I think that both teams are quite good footballing teams both teams like to like to play it out from the back so I think you'll see that quite early on and Davey I suppose you've played in obviously loads of old forum games when you played especially where was the game won where was the key battles um, well most of the time when we played Celtic Celtic battered us um, and we just defended for our lives for all the game and and then you know Trevor Steen would score off his knee uh, Koisty would score with the back of his head um, <laughs> somehow we just found a way it wasn't the prettiest um, that we played, but I think it was just that will to win. And, and I've always said that the team that I played in, you know, when you look at the winners we had, we had Richard Goff, you had John Brown, you had Stuart McCall, Ian Ferguson, Mark Haley, all guys that would run through a brick wall. Um, and even if we're up against it for 85 minutes, we always knew that um, we would win it. Um, but I think these days now, I think it's a case of, you know, who, who makes the least amount of mistakes, you know, because as as Andy was saying, teams, they both like to play a little bit. Um, back in my day, it was more blood and guts. Um, but now they, they, they try and play a little bit. And whoever, you know, maybe doesn't make a mistake, try to play out from the back or a wee lapse at the back. I think that's what will, will win and lose the game. And we always talk about the, the, the kind of midfields, Andy. And we spoke a wee bit at the start about the international games. And obviously, Stephen Davis is getting a wee bit on. Will he be, do you think he'll be able to start the game on Saturday considering that he's just played two games for Northern Ireland in a short space of time and all the travelling back? Because the games, the last international game, sorry, were only played on Wednesday. Yeah, no, I think he'll be fine. He only he only played the last eight minutes, I think it was, last night um, against Norway. So, yeah, he played, obviously, two full-on matches. Uh, what was it, Thursday and Sunday? But, no, I think Dave will be absolutely fine. He's... I think they're especially the Rangers team and are well used to that kind of a turnaround with with European football. So, no, I don't expect uh, Davis to struggle for for Saturday whatsoever. As I say, only played. Uh, I think it was eight minutes last night. So, Tom, it would actually be interesting to get your view on how we'll set up tactically. Oh God, um, well, far be it for me to to give a tactical view when you've got to. Uh, I'm going to come to them to see how long you are in a minute. Yeah, I. I think Rangers will be fairly um, structured, fairly similar to the, how they have been. I think you'll see, you know, Alfredo Morelos leading the line. You'll have your Ryan Kent, 
in there. I think Hadji will come back in as well. I think the team, by and large, I hate the cliched phrase, but I think by and large it picks itself. If you've got a Stephen Davis fit, he goes in. Kamara goes in for me as well. Um, Joe Rebo's, you know, still not fully fit, so unfortunately, I don't think we're going to we're going to see him. Although he would make my team, but yeah, by and large, I, I can't imagine there's going to be many many surprises. Um, I don't think you'll see anybody like a Jordan Jones or anything like that start or a Cedric Itton. It's pretty much going to be what we know, what we've seen recently uh, in terms of it's a comfortable team. They know their jobs. They perform really well. They've shut the back door. The, the blip that David uh, was was referencing in the Hibs game, the two each aside, they know their job to defend. Um, and going forward, they can they can take anybody apart. I think that team, this team knows that. They can beat Celtic, you know, if they play to their best. So not expecting too many surprises would be my comment. Going into the game on Saturday, David, with well, let me say we touched a wee bit on Rangers' start to the season, but if you counter that with Celtic's start of the season, do you think the Rangers fans should be confident going into this game, even though it's a parkhead? Yeah, I think um, the hard part is overconfidence. You know, mm-hmm. you read a lot of articles that, you know, um, they've got a lot of players missing Celtic with the, with the COVID virus. And I think that's when, you know, it can actually cause you problems going in there thinking that you're going to win the game. Um, but in an old firm game, you know, as Andy will tell you, it doesn't matter who's on form, who's having a bad start. That game just, it's completely different. No form um, really counts in the, on, on the day. And I think it's just a case of, you know, again, the way the team's playing now, who makes it the, the least amount of um, mistakes. But I think the way Rangers are, you know, particularly, I think the Galatasaray game was a massive game for, for confidence. Um, and if they can continue with that, I mean, a lot of people, they look them off against Galatasaray that, oh, you know, we're not going to to beat them and, you know, not good enough. But it was a fantastic result on a fantastic night. And I think that is a lot of confidence. Um, you know, and, and they've had a wee break. and a lot of them have been travelling. Morelis and all these guys were travelling long hours. But, you know, they'll be desperate to get playing there. And, and I think the pressure's all on Celtic based on the fact that, you know, they're going for that record. Um, and, you know, maybe they've got one or two players playing. And, and there might be a bit of doubt at the back of their minds. But I think, uh, you know, it all, all depends on how Rangers show up um, on the day. Just kind of going to be a bit more into the starting lineup, Andy. And do you expect Alfredo Morelos to start? Because obviously, there's been a lot of chat about will he stay, will he go? He's never scored against Celtic. We've now got Roof and Itton up there and Defoe as well. But do you expect Morelos to start on Saturday? I think he was never present. I think up until the international break, um, he's gone away. I think he only played a little bit, came on the game against Chile, possibly. So. I do, unless he's struggling with the travel back from from South America, I would expect him to to start. Um, I pretty much know what 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 I think the starting what my starting lineup would be already, to be honest. And I think the big decisions probably come in the midfield area, obviously with Ryan Jack coming back in, he's back fit again. But does he deserve to come and put the likes of Scott Arfield or Glenn Kamara or Stephen Davis? Out of the team, well, I'm not. I'm not so sure if he does. So it's that's where I think the big decisions are to be made. What we just starting you not be then, Andy? You've put yourself on the spot. <laughs> um, well, the one question marks Halander. I don't know if anyone knows whether he. I think he had a bit of an injury issue. But assuming he's fit, um, I would start McGregor and goals. Tavernier right back. Goldson, Halander, Barzic, uh, midfield three of. Jack Davis Kamara, mm. uh, and then I would play Scott Arfield uh, on the right hand side. Even though he's been so good um, playing a little bit deeper more recently, I would still 
I would still not want to have, I would want to have him in my starting lineup, put it that way. Uh, and then the rest, Ryan Kent on the left and Morelos up top. The only question mark really, I suppose, is do you leave out Glenn Kamara or Ryan Jack, play our field a bit deeper and then play a bit more pace where um, our field would be, whether that be Jones or Barker? I knew you would try and get Jones in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> but but David, that, that, that leaves out kind of Yanis Hadji and, and Hadji's been quite maligned this season by quite a lot of Rangers supporters. But I think what a lot of them need to kind of try and remember as well is he's their top cis maker in the league. Yeah, I mean, he does well, but you just wonder maybe if they're, you know, up against a Scott Brown and someone a little bit more physical, um, maybe he's a type of guy that might come on later on in the game um, when the game calms down a little bit. Um, but I think for me, he's, he's maybe not as physical as, as what they need in a, in a game like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, and on his day, he can, you know, obviously he's created a lot of, of, of chances and goals and whatever, and he can win games on his own. Um, but I just don't think it's a, it's a game for him. Um, you know, I think he's still the learning process a little bit you know I've seen some games where you know the game passes him by a little bit um, but you know I think um, as time goes on don't he's a fantastic talent um, but I think he's maybe going to be somebody that will come on and, and try and make a difference you know hopefully that doesn't need to happen on Saturday but if that has to happen he's the type of guy that can come on and unlock things Did I see you writing your team down there as well Davey? No I didn't um, I was actually doing my coupon if we move it slightly on to maybe what Celtic might do who are the kind of key players going to be for Celtic do you think that obviously aren't out with us COVID because it really depends how they're going to set up you know if they're going to play with the three centre backs and the two wing backs then you know they're usually the aggressive players in the team you know if it's somebody like Frimpong on one side, it depends. You might use uh, El Yanusi on the other. You know, they can be threats down that side of the pitch. I still don't know if it's been confirmed yet that Edward is going to play or not. Somebody who said he could be back tomorrow. I would imagine if Edward is able to play, he'll play. Because like, so regardless of what anybody says, he is their best striker. Um, I've got to boy, if you think, like, so the one guy that I always worry about, just because of the backlash that he's got to Rangers fans in recent seasons, is probably Griffiths. Mm-hmm. You always feel as though he's got that in him to think that he can get one up on us. And I think that's always the fear that maybe on his day, like Griffiths can be devastating in this league. But to me, I would like to try and stop uh, Callum McGregor. I think he's one of the best technical players and stop the two wing backs. I think for me, if they play that formation, it's important that we keep them covered because obviously they can get balls into the box and that's where it becomes dangerous. And Andy is a former kind of striker slash right back. Um, with, with, with Lee Griffiths see even though he hasn't played a lot of games he's I think he was out for about 8 or 9 months and he's only played a couple of games he is still one of the most dangerous players yeah no I have to agree 100% um, you know he's a goal scorer and he came up with a, an important one just before the, the international break for them and uh, I think he's been playing a, played a reserve game or a friendly game I think it was this week so it wouldn't it would not surprise me if, if Neil Lennon has him in his mind he knows what it's all about he knows the importance of the fixture i suppose um but at the same time Ed, with edward i think he's back to um training tomorrow possibly so uh, you know has like we're on the covid already but has you know has covid had a had an effect on him or has he been able to train himself if he's been able to train himself for 10 days go into a session tomorrow and then you know there's no reason why he he might not start but at the same time he hasn't been 
he hasn't been that impressive this season. So um, who knows? But I, 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 I don't just say this because we're on a, a Rangers podcast, but I really do think it's all about what, what Rangers team turns up on Saturday. It's I think we've been far more impressive than them start of the season anyway. Um, and I think we're pretty, pretty difficult to live with when we're on form. Well, actually, I was going to come to you there, Davey, with that kind of same question. When Gerard first came in, obviously there was a big gap between the two teams. But since in the last kind of couple of years, the gaps kind of got bridged a wee bit more and a wee bit more. Do you think there's much between Rangers and Celtic now if you put both full-strength lineups against each other? No, I, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think there's much between the two. Um, I, I think it's just a mentality part of it, uh, really, more than anything. Um, and, and I think, as I keep saying, the pressure's on Celtic to get that 10th one. Yeah, which is something obviously we don't want to happen. Um, and it's a, it's a case, can they handle it? Because they know that Rangers are, are breathing down their necks. They're getting closer and closer. Um, and, and, you know, if we can get a result this weekend, then, you know, the pressure's really on them. Because you know what it's like in Scotland, you know, students, whoever wins the first old firm in the, um, of the season, they've won the league, according to the, the media and what have you. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge psychological boost if, if Rangers can, can, can just get that, that victory. However they do it, if they can get that, and it certainly puts Celtic on the back foot. How important then, Tommy, is this game um, for us? Obviously, as I mentioned in the podcast last week that look, if we lose it, it's not the end of the world. But as a statement, how big is this game? Well, it's always the it's always the conundrum, isn't it? It's a big psychological you know marker, as, as David and, and Andy were alluding to there. But it's also only three points, which is the, I suppose the professional way to look at it as well. I think as the guys had mentioned, you know, building a squad and getting closer, it's an iterative process. And this is, you know, Gerard version 3.0, um, probably his, his main chance. The Rangers squad know that they can beat Celtic. They've done it. They probably did suffer that hangover of the League Cup final, where they played really, really well, but couldn't get that piece of silverware, which is the missing piece of the puzzle, uh, and maybe speaks to that mentality piece. Is it a massive game? Of course it is. You know, do you want to walk out of it with three points absolutely is it the end of the season if you don't win it no but does it drag with you I would expect so that the guys would be a better place to answer that uh, than me but yeah they're all big games and in probably in terms of where we are right now given Rangers had the ability to put the accelerator down a wee bit when Celtic were you know games in hand and stuff and we dropped points at uh, Livingston dropped points at Hibs Celtic actually if they win their game in hand would have the ability to, to go what two points clear yeah, we probably need to probably need to put in a performance and come away with something in three points. So getting around to answering your question, which I've not actually done yet, which is yeah, it's it's another massive game and you want the three points on their on their patch. Yeah, big marker. Absolutely. So finally, guys, we're just keeping this as an ace short one. I'm just going to come to you each for your predictions and I'll leave Davy and Andy till last seeing as they're the guests. And Wally, I know how much you love predictions, so give me one. Well, I think I said the other night, 3-1, so my opinion hasn't changed, especially with all the players that looks like are going to be back fit. They have Barisic fit. It looks as Omarelos is back in the country tonight. So I agree with Andy, I think he's got to start. You know, so I fancy us 3-1 and hopefully Alfie can break his duck. Tommy? I'm going to go slightly slightly differently, which is it'll be 2-0 to Rangers, but I'll, uh, I'll say that Alfredo Morelos will absolutely... Breaky's duck. There we go. I slightly disagree, but Andy? Uh, 2-1 Rangers. 2-1. Davey? 2-0 Rangers. 
two nothing. Well, I'm going to go four 0 Rangers. There you go. Talk about overconfidence. <laughs> I, I just want to double check if Davy also put that on his coupon. Um, that, that particular score as well. And, and two Scott Brown own goals. Unbelievable. <laughs> 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 right, gents. Well, listen. Thank you very much for taking the time out to come and talk to me tonight. Wally Irwin, Thomas McIntyre, as ever. Thank you, yeah. Davy. Thanks very much for coming back on and speaking to us. No problem. And Andy as well. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you.